0: How Are You is a new podcast brought to you by Pedestrian and Kids Helpline, talking all things youth mental health. Kids Helpline is Australia's only free, confidential, 24-7 online
1: and phone counselling service for children and young people up to 25.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of How Are You. I'm Marty Smiley, your host for Pedestrian's newest podcast and video series, Talking about all things youth mental health. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about identity. How often have you ever thought about who you are? What makes you tick? Well, in this episode, we're going to go down the rabbit hole of our personalities and see what we come out with. Before we crack into our interviews, we stopped some pedestrians on the street and asked, What does identity mean to you? For me, it's uh, identity is, is more about the person that I am to other people, the way that I treat them. Who you are to yourself?
1: I think identity is just who you are as a person. It's not really based on like what is your nationality, because we are who we are.
0: It's kind of strange, because it's also how you get looked at and how you look at yourself. Do you think Australia is an accepting society?
1: Hmm, um, I think Australia on one hand, um, gives you the potential to do what you want to do and be who you want to be? Absolutely, I think. Um, Yeah, I think there are multicultural, they're very diverse in this country. Um, So I think it's quite acceptable, like, you know, to be uh, international people, like, live here, still feel, like, a bit welcoming. I think it can do better. I think there's definitely steps being taken to improve that. But I, I do think more can be done to... I guess, get more acceptance of people from different identities.
0: Now it is time for the check-in. My guest today is writer and poet Omar Sakar. He's the son of Turkish and Lebanese migrants. He's bisexual. He's Muslim. He came from a working class family and he was raised in Western Sydney. Through this identity and his own writing, he's broadening our idea of what an Arab Australian really is. Welcome, Omar. Thanks for having me, <laughs> 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 Um, I remember the first time I got asked a question that is really central to this podcast. I was a teenager. I went along to this thing and the guy who was running it, he looked at me he said, Who are you? And I was like, "Um, I'm Marty. And he was like, No, but who are you really? I was like, I don't know, I'm 16, I, I like I like having fun, um, you know, you don't know what makes up your identity, I mean, you don't really know what identity is really as a teenager, I guess. Mm. How do you go answering that question? Who are you
1: really? I don't think that I have necessarily, you know, I mean, uh, certainly I have uh, markers, i guess you know they're the markers that are are given to me or um predominantly so you know being arab and being muslim and um you know coming from western sydney uh these these labels have meanings attached to them um and i i guess everyone has to kind of come to some t- terms with uh the labels that are attached to the body that they live in um and certainly that's part of my work right making meaning out of those things out of my body out of my experiences um but <laughs> does that does that uh mean that that is the entirety of who i am no i don't think so um there's all kinds of different ways to explore one particular label i have several as you noted you know i've, al- I've also got turkish heritage you know i'm i'm also bisexual and I uh, have mental health uh, difficulties that I've faced as well. And so all of these different things um, come into play. But but as I said, they're, they're starting points. And if you uh, treat it that way, I think it's fine. But if you assume that that is the totality of who you are, I think there's a, there's a problem.
0: There's also labels you get told you are, right? They're so, you know, when this guy's telling me who are you, what an easier question might have been. Who do you get told you are? Mm. What label do people put on you? You know, what labels did people put on you when you were younger?
1: Um, I don't know about labels so much as insults, yep. right? Like, um, so you'd be called faggot a lot, for example, um, and all kinds of different derogatory terms uh, for for Arabs in particular. Gay slurs, yeah, or um, slurs. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you'd be called terrorists or something of that nature. So, so, yeah, I think those are just the kind of um, negative, the stigmas attached to various identities. Um, when did you first
0: start questioning your own... When did you first have a memory of thinking, like,
1: who am I or
0: what makes me up?
1: The September 11th. Uh, attacks in 2001. Um, yeah, I was 11 and I got a lot of attention that I d- wasn't used to getting, a lot of negative attention even from my classmates and things like that. And that had a more serious impact on in saying like, suddenly there were so many different people uh, telling me, you know, uh, what it meant to be Muslim, what it meant to be Arab, um what i was and, and and making these assumptions about me uh and i very quickly had to come up with my own narrative right and say well you're talking about my family and this is this is not true you know um and defend them and i think that was a a very clear waking up moment
0: uh as an environment do you think australia's gotten better worse is the same with
1: accepting difference worse. I would say it's worse. Um I don't think you can uh look at our policies with refugees and immigration and say that we're better now than we were before. You know, we we're aware that it would be cheaper, for example, to process refugee claims in Australia and to do so in a humane way that is in keeping with our 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 laws um, or even even more broadly our, our sense of who we are our values um, but we actually choose willingly to pay more in the tune to the tune of billions of dollars to put these people in torturous conditions as a deterrent That's the official policy of the government. It's deterrence. And it's absolutely horrific. I think the reality is that we're really multicultural, really diverse. We all want to live together. We all have these uh, shared values.
0: Half the Uh, country comes from parents who were born overseas.
1: Yeah. So the reality on the ground is much different to kind of what we're seeing. Like, But, but our government, for example, has is power. 96% sure. uh, you know, uh, white people, white men predominantly. But, but, it, but on the ground, it's, it's a much different story. So I think there's that kind of, there's a struggle between those narratives and those power structures. How does someone work out who they are?
0: You know, for someone listening who's like, I don't even know where to start. I'm just like What what are actual it's sort of a <laughs> difficult question somewhere. So they're like activities, is there a survey that you can do on yourself? I
1: mean, I I guess uh you could you could be very Briggs. You could be you could do a personality test, uh you know, you could do a uh family tree, you know, you could try to find out uh, where your family comes from. I, I definitely encourage that of, of everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I'm a, you know, I'm a reader. I, you know, books were my salvation as, as, as a young boy. And so that's paid, played a key role in figuring out kind of what I believe in, um, and, and who I am. So I would absolutely encourage people, uh, to read books, you know, um, to read poetry. Because uh, you might find
0: a character you relate to or yeah, you find might out a truth about yourself that you didn't know about. Absolutely. You know, Do you think relationships are a good way to learn more about yourself? Like romantic relationships? Yeah, like love. Does love help you understand more, uncover
1: more about who you are? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think I've only actually... My current partner, uh, Hannah, I'm deeply in love with her. But this is the first time I've been in love, right? So, I didn't actually believe in it before. I thought it was fake. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. Like, it genuinely (laughs) is. Like, it's like... It's like... (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's great. um, So it's it, it really is uh absolutely incredible uh and i definitely feel like it's changed who i am so sure. um but i haven't figured out necessarily how i feel like that's the next book that i write the next book of poems that i write is going to be very much um geared toward figuring that out because that's that's kind of how i find out what's really going on um inside me right it's like i just have to go to a blank page and start writing and then i start figuring out things that i wasn't aware that i was thinking uh you know emotions that i wasn't aware that i was feeling um it's yeah it's a really for me that's the tool that i use
0: belonging is an important thing to identity um it's almost like the the home that holds your you know your personality have you found mm. a place that you belong? A place, or no? A a a, a being, a state of <laughs> mind.
1: Yeah, I think I think this is where love is is kind of central. So I feel like through my relationship with with Hannah, now I have a sense of home. Sure. Where I didn't really previously. Um, I certainly don't feel at home in Australia. Um, or really any other place um, in the world. Uh, so through her, and also um, the friendships that I have too. So with my closest friends, who I also love deeply, um, that's been really important. In I f- I feel like I have a home in them, and so and I hope that they have a home in me. And everything else is kind of not in as important. <laughs> when you have that you
0: uh i try to understand who you are now do you have an idea of who you want to be
1: no as far as who do i want to be i want to be kinder and i want to figure out ways in which i can uh be there for firstly you know the people in my life but also um otherwise in society you know what what can i do and literature for me it, it changed my life like really and legitimately and i look at uh you know my cousins and my brother and and you know our our network growing up and and the the people who were killed you know who were who were right. whose lives were kind of crushed uh in in different ways um because of how we grew up and the only thing that separates me from them the really is the fact that I started reading books and so I have this kind of foolish sometimes foolish um but evangelical belief in literature and its power to really change your life so this is primarily the the mode that i'm engaging with uh <laughs> right Is trying to write and hoping that people will, who need it will will find it and it, it can be for them the home that I, that i didn't have
0: well thank you for so much for having a chat yeah
1: that's all good how are you is brought to you by kids Helpline. Australia's only free, confidential, 24-7 online and phone counselling service for young people. All
0: right, now it is time to talk to our Kids Helpline expert, Josie, in our segment On the Line. Welcome, Josie. Good to be back. Uh, We're talking about identity. I thought maybe a question I wanted to ask you in, in this section of the podcast is really like... The calls that you get in your over two years of experience taking calls from Australia's youth, they must surely have concerns about some of the labels that they're given, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: names they're called. Is that something that you see come
2: up? 100%. And I think um, we often don't give a lot of time or thought to the idea of identity, but realistically it affects us every single day in every social interaction in every relationship that we have who we are and what we identify as who we identify as is going to impact on each of those things Um, so often young people won't be naming the idea of identity or say i want to talk about identity but it comes up as a theme absolutely in calls like you mentioned bullying that impacts identity um relationships and navigating ideas around self-worth or um ideas of you know sort of social navigation 100% identity is a big part of that
0: do you think it's your mission sometimes in these phone calls to make them sort of proud of their difference
2: yeah i guess if if that's something that they're ready to do unfortunately you know if people are really feeling disempowered or they're feeling targeted they're feeling victimized even discriminated against um it can be difficult to get to that point but that would absolutely be something that we'd love to see and maybe sometimes it'd be a couple of conversations with us or working with us over a long period of time that would get you know that pride or feeling that strength in that identity as well
0: maybe something that you might hear a lot often you know I think I told you that I, I've i called the kids have wine before. And one of the things that I called them about when I was in year 12 was feeling very lost. Mm-hmm. You know, that really hits, hits home for that idea of identity, not knowing where you want to go and not knowing if what you're doing in the present is going to help that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. That is something we hear a lot about. And particularly, as Omar's story brings up the idea of conflicting parts of identity, and not having a lot of clarity as to does this part of my identity impact on that one? Or does this one contradict the other, you know, and it can take a long time to figure out what are the parts of your identity that are meaningful for you. And what are the parts that you need to integrate into your life for you to feel like you know what you're navigating and you know what you're up against.
0: Surely, generally, people kind of fear change as well, right? So uh, identifying as something that you haven't before mm-hmm. would be a really scary Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, whether that means you're identifying as a different gender, mm-hmm. uh, feeling like you're a different sexuality yep. to the heteronormative kind mm-hmm. of ideas that we have about what what is me- you're meant to be. Uh, how do you help people with feeling more comfortable with change if that's what they want.
2: Yeah, it's really encouraging to see that we're getting younger and younger calls and contacts about that. You know, if they're surrounded by people, family members, friends, school environment, social environments that aren't rewarding or even acknowledging what they're saying, then just being able to talk about it and be honest. They don't accept it. Yeah, they don't accept it. They maybe don't even want to talk about it, don't even recognize that it exists. And how powerful to to be brave enough to talk about who you are and how you feel and to have it shut down is really, really hard to deal with. So I guess what we often are are wanting to do is just say, well, tell us, tell us how you feel, tell us the things that you're weighing up, totally fine if you're not sure. Let's have the conversation and we get clearer and clearer the more we talk about things. We get a lot of clarity just from putting things out in the open. So that's often what our primary goal is and often young people find the answers just by having the time to do that.
0: Well, if you wanted to find out any more about the topics that we've discussed on today's show, you can head to kidshelpline.com.au or for any time, any reason, give them a call at one 800 or via web chat as well. Tune in next time because we are going to be picking apart the topic of being busy. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't even sound like a big topic, but we're talking about when you get so busy... You can get burnt out. We're going to unpack it and give you solutions to how to avoid it. See ya. If you do want to hear about all the other podcasts that Pedestrian is doing, they have the Pedestrian Podcast Network. You can get it. You've got to subscribe to it on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify, or where all other podcasts, all the good ones, are found.